0: everybody, Drew here to talk about Season 3 of Cosmic Crit. Welcome back. I am loving this season so far. I'm loving our new characters, and I can't believe that we've been doing this for this long. Three seasons, and a whole brand new cast of characters to get to know and fall in love with. And really, we couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, Everybody listening out there that supports us, that that takes the time out of their busy weeks to, to listen to us goof around I love you guys and that's where I have a request you see Echo Seven my wonderful new character that I love so much see he he spends a little too much time on the internet absorbing the infosphere, watching movies watching tv shows reading comics playing games and books sure he'll read a book uh, a really smart book for smart people yep that's Echo Seven but this is where I need your help. As you guys have heard sneak out into the episodes and as I talked about a couple of weeks ago on our character Deep Dive, I really want Echo to have quotes that he can draw upon in different elements. And a lot of these have been in combat so far. A really cool action movie quote when he rolls a, qu- a crit or d- hits an enemy that, that takes him out. Really awesome stuff. But I'm only one man. And I can only do so much. So this is why I've created a link. bit.ly slash echo quote. bit.ly slash echo quote. This will be our Echo 7 quote database. Whether it's an action movie quote for an awesome moment in combat or just something else from something else. It doesn't have to be from action movies. And to be honest with you, a lot of the action movie stuff is already on there. Yes, Yippee-ki-yay, you know who is already on the list. We don't have to submit that one anymore, but I would love to see what else the Cosmic Crit community can come up with. There's already been somebody, uh, because this has already been posted on our Twitter and our Discord, there's already somebody that's posted a bunch of quotes from The Office, and some of those are really fantastic. So I wanna see what sort of zany shenanigans we can get involved with uh, with Echo 7 this season, and just to see what what diamonds can be found in the rough. So once again, bit.ly slash echo quote. It's going to be on our Twitter. It's already on our Discord. I'll post it on Facebook just to make sure that we get as many as we can because I think this is a lot of fun and I want to see all the stuff that I haven't thought of and all of the stuff that, uh, that you guys can come up with. So with that said, let's jump right back into the action. War! What is it good for? Absolutely everything when it comes to recording a podcast. Here we go. Cosmic Grit Episode 119. Band of Brnoa.
1: Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode
2: initiated.
3: Welcome back, Soviet-sired, wall-kicking, hard-dropping listeners to another edition of Cosmet Critters. I am your ever-present stacking doom, tumbling pieces on you from on high until the end of time, aka your GM, Patrick. And joining me in today's game are my five friends and your natural two treminos. To my right, she's a spin away from side-sliding a T-shape into a twofer. It's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia.
2: It's great to be here.
3: Across from her, don't call him an L-block. He's just a sideways seven. It's Drew delivering Echo 7 l long piece. And to my right, he thinks he's a, a lanky L-block, but in reality, he's a big old square O. It's Tyler dredging up to Vasho. Kaboom! Across from him, this Sheeran's as smooth as deleting four lines at once. It's Jabert playing as Trestris.
0: <laughs> toot toot, Patrick.
3: And across the digital table, small and welcome like an opportune three-line clearing J-block, Why it's Miles mixing up with Sprouts. Good evening. Hey, everyone. Yeah, I bet you didn't think I could make Tetris intros for you all, but here we are.
0: I'm a little that bit was unexpected. You, you didn't use their uh, actual Tetris piece names like uh,
1: Orange Ricky and Blue Ricky, and uh... <laughs> see, I thought no one, no one's gonna have anything dumb to say for Tetris, <laughs> and no, then... but, but here we are, <laughs> but here we are,
3: but here we are. Yeah, the names are kind of lame. Uh, this one looks like a seven. What are we gonna call it? Uh, or uh, that one's an L block, I guess. But. <laughs> Um right, guys, we're we're back into season three here, ready to fire on all cylinders. But before we get back into this game, oh once again, it's time to open up the case files of a certain plant investigator and find out what happened last time on Cosmic Crits.
1: I smell a rat, and it weren't no Yasoki neither. We met with General Jal a hot shy military vest who rose in the ranks quicker than you can say he's crit. He was giving us the lowdown on some nasty dredgers that had been making problems. Ruckus for everyone here in the SDF. Everything seemed on really the up and up until I asked him about Briar. Something about him rustled my petals and I can't quite put a leaf on it. He sent us out to what seemed like a goose chase. 24-hour watch, but nothing to see. On the way back, we came across a pair of dredgers. Trest and Devasha took some licks with Big D almost on the wrong side of an all-you-can-eat buffet. But in the end, we took care of business. And that's when Jaldemnir called.
3: That is indeed. And when we're starting this episode this week, we're not starting on Susklin Oh no, but on another war-ravaged planet. That of Vesk Prime within a, a desert scorched by Gavanisca, Their their star. We see a temple whose dark-tiled sloping roof shimmers in the sunlight like iridescent scales. Its bleached bone stone architecture shines like the remains of some long-dead behemoth rotting in the desert sun. This is a place of worship for Demoratosh, the stern commander, deity of the Vesk people, who, even outside the military, is given a place of honor in most Vesks' lives. And it is inside this temple many years ago we see a young Vesk undergoing the rites of battle we watch as their tail is anointed with hot sacrificial blood soaked until the scales are crimson the vest's upper arms are fitted with fine reflective metallic bands and the youth takes their first oath of honor and duty the war priest of the vest god steps forward before this young lizard uh, his scales all cracked and gray but he is one who has not once in all his years serving as chaplain in the silent war with the hated pact worlds not once fallen in combat or let his weapon be captured. As scarred and broken as he is maybe now before you, he is still a, a figure to be reckoned with, the battle father Kilhorak. He intones to the small gathering of family and attendants here and says, In the presence of Damoratosh, you will say the words that every Vesk before you have spoken. You will seal your life within his lineage of honor you will make a solemn promise to never betray your own and surrender. And before else, you will seek to lay victory at the feet of this shrine with your life's blood. Do you so promise to keep these tenets of the faith true, Jaldamarek? The young Vesk's eyes pop up from his genuflection and picks up his own doshko for the first time in his life. He says, I so swear on the honor of my family, and the bond of demoratosh in trust. it is these words, this oath that sticks in your mouth and you ex- exhale the words as you mouth them silently. Though you know not why, as we see you walking back here on the planet Susculin, the psychic imprint of these events. Not a memory, but like the emotion of this religious ceremony. Um, Kind of playing out across your your mind as as you march. All of a sudden, the blade on your hip just feels like it's humming with energy. Just thinking about it and clutching it, uh, you can kind of feel the same emotion that the young Vesk grasping his Doshko for the first time felt: pride and excitement, uh, all mixed together. But what is Trest feeling right now, Jibbert? Uh Probably some some amount of excitement. Uh, Trest hasn't had much of a chance to. Uh, Take the fight to these uh, these swarm jerks in uh, many a week would we say day? Yeah, no, it's been some time since you've seen yeah. uh, the battlefield.
4: Yeah, so it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's sort of like it's sort of like you know the the waiting is over, and so and uh, as as sort of uh, terrifying as these monsters are, it's like we're you know you don't have to. We don't have to wait
3: anymore. Now it's time to act
0: decisively.
3: Uh, where we last left off, you all are, you know, maybe an hour or so away from the rallying point. You're being called, uh, kind of west of Brenoa. So, in about that time of, of marching, about an hour, you reach the inter-region Highway 12, and you find SDF troops kind of gathering here in, in, uh, around some military vehicles. The sun has fully risen and there are hundreds of aerial and ground vehicles fleeing West from Benoa uh, above and um, on the the road in in this early morning light. The sounds of weapon fire can be heard in the distance to the North drowned out um, by the occasional screeching of SDF Ramjet engines as fighter planes kind of pass overhead and joining the, the battle closer to the city and even from this distance, you guys, as you clear some hills, can see Branoa, the, the this large city, looks like a disturbed hornet's nest with swarm vessels engaging with aircraft of the 1st Battalion. Fires rage across the city and, and surrounding areas, sending pillars of smoke hundreds of feet into the air, into these snowing clouds of an incoming white squall storm. Uh, yeah, you guys see a couple of STF soldiers kind of standing by the road. There's civilian emergency personnel, like patrol officers, waving vehicles forward in a slow procession. <clears throat> the, um, they're you know answering questions very quickly and then like, getting citizens and uh, civilians um, uh, kind of onwards, um, directing everyone you can hear as you're, you're passing by to a um, place on the other coast, Rio City, hundreds of miles to the west and it's uh, only a minute or so after you arrive in this makeshift camp that you are spotted by Major Mark, who greets you gruffly. His armor and his massive doshko on his back are already painted with Swarm icker. Glad you could join us, Midnight Squad. No time for rest. Move your tail, soldiers, and double-time it to the front line. We got Swarm about to overrun Bernoa, and we're giving these evacuees as much time as we can before the critters come flooding out of the city. Yes, sir. Are, are you all right, DaVasho? You, you look pretty beat up already.
4: We had a run in with a few dredges, but we handled ourselves. Thanks to my teammates, I am okay.
3: <laughs> well, I got more than a few ready to meet you to the north. You meet up with the defensive line there, hunker down and keep the highway to your back. Don't let anything through. You protect your squad's mates and leave no
1: one behind. We fight until we. They call for the full retreat. Let's go, move,
2: move, move, move. Um,
1: I don't think Sprouts really has anything to say. I mean, because he's still he's still appraising Mark. Um, but so he's just kind of taking the orders and, and going on. I mean, he understands war. So mm-hmm. while he has his suspicions, he also he knows what needs to be done. So he's probably just going to kind of accept the orders
2: and, and move forward.
3: Yeah, I think Trest is just gonna snap a salute and start jogging.
2: Xenia uh, would, would ask, um, how many of them are there and how many of us are there?
3: More and more swarm are, are landing by the minute and our forces are taking heavy casualties. It is uh, a deadly calculus that we're not gonna be able to hold for, for too long.
2: No numbers <laughs> you can give me?
3: Shakes his head grimly and goes back to shouting orders at other squads coming up to him.
0: Ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, we'll count them when we get there. Agree, we better
4: move. The the later we are, the more chance the front line is to fall.
2: Zinnia uh, likes to enter uh, equations knowing the odds. <laughs> so she's a little frustrated yeah. by oh, it. Uh,
4: I'm going to take Always this tell time. me the odds. z 3 is happy. Uh, I'm going to take this time just to say that Devasha's just going to activate a shield now as we, we learn from week to week the mistakes we make.
2: Yeah, Zenny has got her pistol out. You better believe it.
3: Uh, if, as does Fruits. If Jelda Mark sees any of you without a weapon in your hand right now in an in active <laughs> combat situation, he's going to yell at you. So please tell me if you're just strolling around.
1: Right <laughs> well, 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 will I look cool?
3: while strolling. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing about Sprouts is uh, you, you can have your hands in your pocket and your L fan is just holding up the pistol. <laughs> oh, that's true. I can do both. <laughs> yeah. I can be <laughs> hand on the weapon
1: and look cool. I love it. I love in it. In fact, some Summer of Style.
3: <laughs> in my head canon, uh, Sprouts has not taken a hand out of his pocket the entire AP so far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he has that, uh, if you've seen the art by now, he's got that lollipop in his mouth. So he's, he's, he's sometimes like you switch them out.
4: Yeah, yeah he's, he's got to change that lollipop eventually. Right, it's not like an everlasting gobstopper on a stick. Uh, Is the is the are these are these lollipops in your uh, in your inventory sheet? Because if they're not, no,
1: they're they're they are (laughs) self-made. They're self-made. Oh my! (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sprouts (laughs) is made of lollipops. Cannon
3: now. He's sucking on his uh, his thumb. Um, Guys, let's let's get into some some battle here. Uh, as, as you hike across the, the icy terrain going towards the, the north um, through the, the fog of war, you see some, some medics hustling alongside hover carts back towards the, the, um, the highway, uh, shuffling injured soldiers from the front. You hear the sounds of gunfire intensifying with, uh, along with some explosions to the west. We got some explosion sound effects ready. You can tell there are other units engaging the swarm far off in the distance as, as retorts and uh, yeah, the the sound of the the earth quaking almost uh, kind of reaches you, and you find a spot that looks pretty good. Uh, about half hour later, pockmarked already, uh, craters filling in with snow, making visibility a little little difficult here. The uh, the din of battle is, you know, kind of overtaking you. Um, you guys have to close up your helmets and be able to hear one another over comms. And yeah, you're, you're just a, a maybe a couple miles away from the city, but you can plainly see several large swarm vessels um, all of a sudden entering the airspace around Branoa, landing in and among the outskirts uh, north of the city. These are large troop carriers, you know, swarm landers. And I mean, Trest especially can tell that this is not just another, you know, attack. This is a a whole nother invasion force, like the one that you saw at the Battle of the Stone Sea six months earlier. Uh, It it makes that landing look like a scouting party compared to this one. And yeah, as, as soon as one of them is about to take off, you see a squadron of SDF fighters take out one of these landers in a a massive bright white explosion. The victory is short-lived though, as a wing of swarm fleet furies chase after the, the first battalion fighter kind of gunning it out of the sky. And once you guys are are here in, in position getting ready for an attack, uh, what, what do you do to prepare? What are you, what are you saying to one another?
2: Uh, Zinnia is, uh, rapidly with her free hand, um, writing down or taking note of of everything that she's seeing and, and trying to calculate some some graphs mm. try to figure out what our best approach needs to be
3: yeah no the the, the troop numbers you're seeing here are mm-hmm. are staggering it's it's almost hard to count mm-hmm. so' we're, we're pretty close to the action at this point would you say uh, yeah it, it seems like there indeed were already swarm on the ground. But from what you're seeing, even more landers are, are coming into the, the city. And it looks like they're just flooding the, the metropolitan area with, um, um, I mean, certainly thousands, but perhaps hundreds of thousands of troops. Um, so you guys have your, your weapons and stuff ready. <laughs> Tyler, you got your, your shield out. Uh, and it's as you guys maybe are checking ammo, you hear some more explosions to the north. Oh, yeah, just have, have those ready because uh, something strikes one of the the large Brnoan skyscrapers, the Abador core, you know, central building. Uh, it becomes engulfed in flames and dust and begins toppling over. And it's shortly after that, that a massive shadow just blotting out the sun moves across the landscape and you see what seems like some kind of gargantuan structure streaking across the sky above you, billowing a trail of smoke. It's a little hard to make out exactly what it is, but if you give me a engineering check or, or culture, I might be able to figure it out. Yeah, some some bad culture checks, but a uh, really good <laughs> engineering check from, oh boy, it's gonna be one of those seasons. <laughs> yeah. our, our operative Zinnia. uh Rebecca, what did you get?
2: I got a 25.
3: All right, well, DC-15, uh, you can tell this is, it's not just uh, like a starship falling to Earth. It's too large, too high of an entry angle. It is one of Suskeland's space docks, like a massive space station crashing down from orbit. And you, you can only watch in stunned silence as this structure impacts the hills to the north of Brenoa. There's a blinding flash of light. Followed a, a second later, by an ear splitting explosion, painful even through your environmentals and a thick cloud of dust envelops the region uh, for miles around the the impact spot in like a matter of of minutes, uh, reducing visibility here to a few feet. Why doesn't everyone go ahead and make me a will save? Watching the destruction, the chaos of war here. This is a mind affecting fear effect. So you try and cope with the mass devastation, the loss of life you're you're witnessing. Talking uh, a DC thirteen. Balls. All right. Oh no, both. Yeah. Almost looked like a twenty, but no dice. <laughs> couple, couple natural toots from <laughs> from Sprouts from Trest. Dude! Dude! Kaboom! <laughs> yeah, that's... Dude's not going to do it. We've got, what, a 16 and 18 uh, 18 from the rest. So, uh, Sprouts and Trest, unfortunately, are going to be shaken. This is for a matter of hours. Oh. Four hours, oh. the shaken condition. Oh, minus two penalty to attack, saving throws, skill and ability checks. It's like a four-hour nap. Yeah, <laughs> eat, eat flame, Patrick. <laughs> um,
4: and I know I can say it to you because you wrote the book. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, just like imagine your characters are like, you know, just like the the pit drops out of your stomach as you're you're watching this this wide scale destruct- destruction uh, you know play out. Um, I mean, as close as you can get without dying from these these impacts and these these massive explosions. Um, it's it's harrowing to to say the least. The fact that some of you are able to kind of shake this off and, and still uh, aim your your weapons true is is pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, this dust uh, comes around, engulfs your little area of um, kind of in like a, a small crater here. If you guys see on the map, uh, obscuring vision, um, you can see each other like five feet away if you're sticking together in in this tight group. Um, but more than that, and it's it's a little little hazy. Um, so please. Feel free to place yourself wherever you guys would would like here, uh, hiding in this this makeshift foxhole. And everyone, give me a perception check.
2: Wow. You get a plus two to that, I believe, because my camouflage membrane is still still applies here, right?
3: I don't think that does anything to perception, but
2: oh no, that's stealth. Sorry.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, we're in the the full bright of day, hazy as it is coming through the the clouds, um, in the upper atmosphere, and this haze. Uh, um, I, I promise I'll stop saying this and I'll stop bringing it up after a few sessions, but I would like to just remind you that I have blind sense for vibration. Uh, pretty useful. Um, right now your blind sense, you know, is going off in like almost every direction as these explosions are shaking the, the ground around you. Uh, you guys can hear the shouts of soldiers screams far away as, as they engage in combat. You know, there is, There's some kind of push happening. Automatic fire, you know, loud explosions ringing out all at once. And yeah, the ground feels like it's quaking beneath you, the entire planet of Suskelin, like cowering at once. But indeed, Trest, your antenna are twitching for a different reason. Uh, Because of your blind sense, uh, you feel something beneath your feet and you are pretty sure you're about to get a nasty surprise as there is a creature burrowing beneath you. Uh, I'd shout out a warning. i say, they're coming from underground! At 21 on that perception check will be enough, and we are in initiative turn order, and you may make me a mover standard as you're the only one that has rolled high enough for our surprise round. Surprise mm.
0: had a
4: 22.
0: I also had a 22.
3: But you guys don't have tremor oh, sense. They don't have tremor
4: sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going based on the roll. My fault.
3: So, the, the DC to um, to tell if someone is burrowing like ten feet beneath you is DC twenty five. So,
1: oh, so geez. close, so
3: difficult. I'm taking away the bonus they get for that because of tremor sense. Um, I see. So that will be enough for uh, trust only. In a in a surprise round, can I ready a standard? Uh, you can ready an action. Yeah, it's a standard action to ready. Okay. In um, action. So what do you what do you want to ready?
4: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lift my sword up, and as soon as one of these guys comes out in range, I'm gonna bring it down and chop.
2: Like whack a mole.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: chop no. chop.
4: Chepa chapa. I think it's whack a skitter in this universe.
2: <laughs> whack a dredger.
4: Yeah, whack a dredger is probably yeah. You're, you're right. <laughs> um, might I suggest whack a knack.
0: Hey, 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 Ooh, hey, hey, a winner. hey just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's right uh,
3: sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty good to me actually
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> this month's fan challenge whackanack knack <laughs> <laughs> this will be developed into a full-scale video game so we got to
3: set up the the board here the combat around you guys and fortunately i don't have enough bad guys for everyone to get attacked at once. So let me roll. See who's not getting not getting a, a fun oh, surprise. Right uh, Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> you, oh, I need that break. You're all good. As uh, yeah, indeed. Um, treasures just start digging up from the ground around you guys and kind of kind of surrounding you. It seems like they, they could. They also could sense perhaps where where you were. Um, as they pop up. Trust. Go ahead and make your attack, because one of them is, is right at your feet. All righty. Here's my... This is including the minus two. Mm-hmm. Ugh, 14 versus KAC. That's a hit. Oh, all right. Six points of damage. Nice. All right. Nice. Good start here, and that is in the surprise round. Um, that, that's all they did is they moved up... Um, I should say they they burrowed up from underneath you as the surprise. We are in normal turn order, and (laughs) number one with a bullet is a, well, a couple of natural 20s. Uh, First is Zinnia with the 25 (laughs) on initiative.
2: All right, Zinnia is going to um, accidentally let out an oh pronk Uh, as she sees this (laughs) judger come out of the ground and is going to fly up 10 feet in the air.
3: Okay, so moving away from this thing will provoke that's fine. All right, it's going to it's going to try to get that uh claw attack off. A 9 on the dice, what is your AC?
2: 16. Oh,
3: 16 is exactly what it needs to hit.
2: Uh even though I'm using stealth, I mean like I'm I'm moving as part of my trick attack.
3: Sure, so does that stealth does apply not, there? Doesn't affect your AC. Money? Okay. If you are able to trick it, it will it will throw its AC into this array uh, okay. doing some damage here d6 uh, okay three on the dice we are talking about six points of damage but you are able indeed to to get away from this thing you're floating up okay. 10 feet above what do you want to do
2: yeah i'm going to uh shoot with my laser pistol and trick attack at the same time okay. with my stealth Trying to get stealthy with my wings. All right, so CR 12 or lower, I'm guessing. Oh
3: yeah, that's a success.
2: <laughs> awesome. Actually, I think it'd be 14 with my camouflage membrane. Um, and then uh, the attack on that is 13.
3: Against EAC is a hit, so.
2: Oh good, that does two uh, six damage.
3: Same amount as the old Trest blasting the one next to you. Uh, we are back to Jabert and the turn order. Uh, another natural 20 on initiative 21. What's Trest, Trest got to do now? This one's, uh, I mean, he's pretty messed up from that one attack. Um, Let's see. I am going to uh uh uh, uh, uh step over here, ste- uh, sort of five-foot step. A guarded. Yeah. A guarded step. That's the one. Uh sort of next to the one that is attacking, sort of next to Devasho right now. (laughs) He is currently, there's a couple next to Devasho now that uh, Zenny has moved away.
4: Right, she like (laughs) flew up in the air, and so I'm gonna, you know, sort of step to the
3: side. I heard a sort of a laser blast crunch into some chitin. (laughs) I'm gonna sort of uh, step over (laughs) and uh, bring down a sword and try to chop this thing in two. Alright, this one's already taken some damage as well. Go ahead and make that attack. All right. Oh, almost that 18. Uh, only a five on the attack. Oh, no. Still shaken from the space station landing a few miles away. That is a miss. And we're on to their turn. The Dredgers. I rolled a oh. 17 for the these bad boys.
4: Here comes the pain. So
3: they're, they're going to do their kind of standard um, stratagem, uh, which is they're going to try to uh, attach to some folks. Uh, this one, actually, we're going to see if this one indeed goes for our friend Trest or for Devacho. Uh One or two, it's going for Devasho. Three or four Trest. Oh, tr- Trest, oh boy. Oh goodness. Oh, jeez. You got two of them coming at you now, and they are going to be flanking. Doesn't, uh, I mean, it, it will these two are flanking on you, and that will help them try and, and make their attach attack. So uh, let, me, let me roll both these, see if they can climb up on top of you. All right. Well, a natural one on one, that guy's not attaching. And a natural 16 on the other one, that guy is. So this one right next to you is clinging to your armor. Ah. Like there's no tomorrow. You've, you've been in this position before. It's not great. And this one is the the one to the north is gonna try the same thing with sprouts, little sprouts.
1: Can he even do that?
3: Oh yeah, it's it's basically gonna be it's the gonna piggyback back, ride. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like he's dragging you to the ground. If it happens, oh, God, it's gonna happen. A natural oh,
0: toots oh, on the
3: dice. I don't think oh, that'll boom. do
0: it. Oh. Uh
3: and one more. There's four dredgers here. This one's gonna go for Echo Seven. A 10 on the dice. Ooh, now that is close. What is your KAC? Um, My KAC is mm-hmm. 15. <sighs> a 15. So I've rolled a 10. And that is that is gonna be enough to attach this one Ugh. on top of you. Yeah. It, it is just a special special attack versus KAC. So it's not like grappling or anything. These little things are are made to, to latch onto you. So we've got Two attached and, and two not. Um, that is their entire turn, though. No no other attacks. And we are on to Drew. We're, we're on to you. This one is attached.
0: Okay. So it's pro- I probably can't hit it with a hail of cannon while it's attached to me. <laughs> I don't know.
3: So uh, the thing about attach is it does not count as grapple. So you, you still have both of your arms. And it actually cannot make attacks of... Um, Opportunity. opportunity um while attached um right yeah no it, it can make no attacks of opportunity yeah. so uh i mean basically you could turn this cannon on your backside and try and blast it off I mean, uh, it, it does get a a cover bonus mind you but
0: so my two attacks that i could do i could attack with my hail cannon or i could attack with my survival knife but sur- mm. the survival knife's uh, operative so it would basically be the same bonus to either
3: to hit yeah so hit. i mean so i'd make, I'd, sense I'd go to do the, swing for the fences to, to now the if you want to try and do a move action to detach it you can but as soon as you detach it if you fire a gun at it then it will have its attack of opportunity back yeah so I, that that's up to you
0: i wish i got a bonus because it's just on my chest <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: well you haven't trained shooting yourself in the chest maybe think about that
0: <laughs> for next time all right i'm
3: gonna go for the hail cannon single attack
0: single attack all right let's see what the yeah what'd you get that is going to be a 16 to hit
3: all right even with plus four um against kac that is a hit yes for three points of damage all right not matching your teammates here but every little bit is going to help knock these guys off you guys are all fighting different wars here um and next up miles this one's trying to to claw its way onto a sprouts uh what is what is your action
1: uh, I'm going to get guarded uh, five feet mm-hmm. over to mm-hmm. next to, well, to Echo 7. Mm-hmm. And I am going to try to shoot the dredger attached to
3: Echo 7. All right. Go right ahead. I cannot make attacks of a Single shot.
4: That sound effect was clearly two shots.
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> oh snap. Natural. One <laughs> team. Oh, yes. Oh, let's hear
4: it. Yes, uh, let's hear it. Whoop, whoop. Boom Shakalaka! That's what you call a cosmic crit. Kaboom <laughs>
2: <laughs> I cosmic love it so much.
3: Crit. From the azimuth laser pistol. Um now mind you, not, not a trick attack because you're you're just moving a guarded step here, but oh boy, max damage on the this pistol. What what did you get for damage? Oh uh, so
1: I don't get the trick attack bonus. Uh so that's a total of seven plus one D four. Uh so ten.
3: Oh no! It already uh, the the seven is your regular damage. That d four will be the flame if you want that, or you can you can take a card or uh, see what the the piezo deck has in store for you.
2: Oh,
3: ah, uh, pretty pretty early in the fight. What do you think, guys? Should I do the card? Do the sh- card. All right, do I'll, the- do the, I'll, do, I'll do the card. All right, let's take a look. And this is a energy attack. This one is called uh, Bell Ringer. The bonus effect is the target takes a minus five penalty to intelligence, intelligence based skill checks until he <laughs> or, uh, basically nothing. So,
0: yeah, does it still should. do double
3: damage? Just to- oh, yeah, most definitely. So okay, seven points. Seven. This thing is bloodied,
1: well-bloodied, I should say. And so it, it doesn't blast it off echo at all, like since it's a bell ringer. <laughs> no, but <Nice. laughs> if this
3: thing tries to make uh, an intelligence check, boy, howdy, is it going to have a hard oh, time man. doing
1: it. <laughs> so uh, I should have taken the extra three.
3: <laughs> well, you can take it um, as opposed to the card, but uh, that will not take effect until its turn. And it, it's got a we'll get a chance to burn that off. So um, Tyler wants a divasho five on the initiative roll. Count.
4: Ah, finally, my turn to Crush Bugs. <laughs> Not you, Trest. Uh, Not me uh, either. Oh, no. <laughs> no I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> myself. I specifically mean this one in front of me. Uh, yeah, so I think Devasho sees that Trest is in a, in a bad position, and he's just going to bring the shield down as hard as he can on this one that Zinnia has already shot. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one right next to you, shield time. Next, yeah. And I'm going to go into one point of Graviton attune. Ooh, I don't. Yeah, what was that voice? <laughs> uh, th- I I don't know. That was
0: that's my Solarian voice. it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's goofy because it's, there's an alliteration there.
4: Yeah, uh, fifteen. That should hit against KAC. Yes, that will do. Yay. and a decent roll. Uh, is gonna be eight points of damage to you. Force damage.
3: Mm -hmm. So you're bringing the shield down on this, this one that's trying to climb on Tress back and in one smooth motion, just separate like it's it's head from the rest of its body. Flunk, dead. So one down, three to go. Turn two, top of the turn order. Uh, Xenia, we're back to you. You're flying up about 10 feet in the air.
2: The, the yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the air and uh, just fly over a little bit, keep up my momentum, because um, wings require you know air beneath them. So, uh, and as I do that, I'm going to stealthily uh, shoot at the one that is attached currently to Trust.
3: Alrighty, that one getting a little bit of a cover bonus once again, but let's see if the the trick attack can basically negate some of that. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh, yeah. my All right, so CR like. 11 or lower. Oh, so I'm guessing oh, that succeeds. The trick attack succeeds. And then I got a natural 20.
3: Oh, my goodness. You guys On I, the attack. I, I have to change the place in my notes. We forgot to shout out uh, one of our Patreon subscribers for the previous crit. So let's do two right now. Right. <laughs> top, top of the order. Um, uh, from our good friend, uh, Clueless, a.k.a. Patrick. Shout out to Chubarakata, the coolest ant you will ever know. And to Nick. Good luck running- 2032. This world needs you. And um, one from Kate and uh, Shout out to the crew and anyone else who is listening. Be kind to each other. Uh, pretty, pretty quick, pretty fast. If you guys want uh, listeners out there to have your shout outs read on air, uh, you can join our Patreon <laughs> and uh, and add them in on, on the Discord, the Patreon account. Boy, oh boy. Uh, now, this is a trick attack with a crit. We want to get a card. We want to just do straight damage right now.
2: Uh, let's do the card.
3: Uh, also, don't forget to double your, to roll your trick attack dice again. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Just, roll just roll a d4.
3: It a, d4. d4. a d4? Yeah. Okay. And if you want to get the burn condition, which will take effect next round, you can deny the card. Okay. Energy attack, another one. Uh, Something about laser pistols. Maybe you're going to be lucky this campaign. This one is called Ruined My Shirts.
4: (laughs) 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 My shirt. Oh, it's (laughs) a kid and this dredger has a tiny shirt. You guys have
3: (laughs) pulled two of the most useless cards. Uh, Attempt a diplomacy or intimidate check. As if you had the antagonize feed. Actually, uh, do you have um, intimidate as a skill? No. Okay, well, that's gonna be real hard then. <laughs> but this says, as if you had the antagonized feet, that's up to you. I would probably take the burn damage. But
2: yeah, I'll take yeah. the burn damage. <laughs> I have a negative one to charisma, so that's not gonna go well.
3: <laughs> oh goodness gracious, How much damage are we talking here right now?
2: Alright, so it looks it like Alright, so I think we have five from trick attack and then another three from the attack, so eight altogether?
3: That's all it's gonna take. That is <gasps> as much as the Vasho did in that one attack, and enough to knock this guy off of your good friend Trest. Ah, it's on my shirt. did you try to get my shirt
1: ruined
3: (laughs) uh wow Trest you've gone from two dredgers trying to take you down to zero uh it's your turn that's pronkin teamwork yeah, all it takes is, is doing like 16 points of damage to these things <laughs> I,
4: I, I feel <laughs> kind of bad that hold on I feel bad uh, Rebecca didn't get a kaboom let's see if I can oh a we gotta get a kaboom we'll do a short one hopefully this is just kaboom boom. Oh, too short <laughs> hold on. Boom. Boom. <laughs> kaboom kaboom <laughs>
1: we love yeah. It. Yeah. 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 There we
3: go. Alrighty. Um trust, what do you want to do? There's one attached to Echo Seven and one still over here right now. It's by Devasho. Um, let's see. Looks like uh, Sprouts is Sprouts is uh helping Echo Seven with that one. So I'm gonna move up here to attack the one that's right next to DeVasho. Alrighty, taking the place where little Sprouts was a moment ago. I'm like I try to like sort of like like Drag this dredger over, and I feel the weight come off of my back, and then I take the next few steps at a coming up to a run, mm-hmm. and I just sort of stab this thing right through the that are the pieces. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see if the dice are gonna be in your favor. Nope, geez Louise. <laughs> guys no, no more natural 19 marks <laughs> this, this is me last game uh last <laughs> week <laughs> yeah. yeah super so. hit indeed uh 19 on the dice and how much damage uh for nine points of damage because I just sort of slide God. this thing in right through the uh Woo. uh the the mouthpiece oh that's that's too much that's too much damage just <laughs> splort. you see your blade covered in icker. Uh, there is indeed, I mean, it's like a, a pressurized blood bag. A, a, a Tarantino-like Gross. spray of, of black ink all over your armor. And this one is bloodied and <laughs> nearly dead, I should say, from that one attack. Oh, man. Uh, it is their turn, though, and it's it's going to try and, and get... <sighs> Actually, this one's going to try to attach to you now, Trest, again, uh, by making that attach attack. Robot. A six on the dice is not going to do it, because your Whew. armor class is what? 15. Oh, wait. Just 15, you say? Fifteen. If it, oh, if I had any other bonuses right now, that might be enough. But that is not going to be enough.
4: Oh, thank goodness!
3: Oh, so close. Oh. And nice. now will the other
1: take the three points of burn damage? Uh, yeah.
3: On its turn here, it is. Let's let's remember, if you will, folks, how how to do the burn. They get a a reflex save. Uh, to to try and uh, stamp it out, I believe. Yeah, I think the reflex save is just a move action for burning.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a move so, for burn. Let's see. Which would imply they needed to dis...
4: Get off of uh, Echo. Yeah. Well, just because you spend a move action doesn't mean you have to actually move. Yeah, you don't have to actually move. It's
3: just sort of like, that's the quantity of time it takes. <laughs> yeah, the burn effect is pretty nasty. Um, if these guys are indeed just going to take it, this might not be too good for him. Um, so burning, uh, it, it has the condition at the start of each round, before they take any actions. So they can re- uh, attempt a reflex save um, to take... Uh, or take the listed amount of damage. Um, so, right? Oh no! Before they take any actions or attempt to reflex saving throws, there they take that damage. So, how much damage? D you roll. Oh boy, that is that is enough to burn this guy off yeah. of Echo Seven.
2: Yes. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> baby. If
3: <laughs> it had just one hit point more, it probably could have stuck through that. And that is their turn. We've got one left here. And oh boy, things are going a lot better than last week. Drew, we're on to Echo 7, and you've got a, a clear shot at this last one here.
0: Uh Echo turned off your targeting computer. I'm fine. Taking to take a shot with the hail cannon.
3: Oh, is this gonna <laughs> is this gonna make oh all boy. the difference? Just turning off your brain and like the last mean, a shot. Maybe.
0: <laughs> That's a 17 to hit.
3: Against KC is a hit. For three damage. Not enough to drop this one, though. Oh, no. So close. You've, so consistent. So low on these heavy weapon attacks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Miles, back to you. Back to Sprouts. You're, you're right between an Echo 7 and, and a Trest. What would you like to do?
1: I'm going to take a shot at that uh, that dirty bug as well.
3: Uh, do you want to try a trick attack? Do you want to?
1: Yeah. Trick attack.
3: All right. So you can stick in place, stick your gun out with your L fan and, uh, see if you can guess where this thing is about to, to move. It looks like we've actually failed the trick attack sadly, but what'd you roll on the hit? 23. Ooh, boy. Natural 19. That's one of those super hits. That is a hit. How much damage? Just three points of
4: damage. That is all it takes. This one's dead to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: We're out of combat. Oh my, Woo. that, that yeah. went surprisingly better team. I think we have, think this is a breakthrough on how we fight these dredges. Yeah, rolling 20 is going to help.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: if, uh, <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> Looks like yes. big things I, come in small packages. Yeah, we have a, we have a strategy now. Hit them hard. <laughs> really hard.
2: Xenia <laughs> floats back down to the planet's surface. Was like, uh, good job, gang.
1: <laughs> you too. High fives all around. Thank you. Yes, good, good work. Sprout tries to like hop up for a high five, but can't quite reach.
3: oh <laughs> uh, no, I'll come down low for you, little buddy. Now, once again, Zinnia, uh, were you the only one that took damage here?
2: Yeah, oh, I, all of my SP actually
3: oh boy, what, that's what you get for running away into the air.
2: I know, I know.
3: <laughs> I think the last time most of the damage I did was uh, someone provoking an attack of opportunity as well. Uh, we're not going to name names here who exactly
4: that. No, we, we shouldn't do that because that person might feel called out. We should um, definitely just re-refrain. Re-
3: but boy, oh boy, yeah. They, I mean they've got the strategy of trying to attach to you guys, but you uh you did well in, in knocking those ones that did get attached off first, because they get pretty pretty dangerous. It it basically ups their, their challenge rating if they're attached to you. Um Speaking
2: yeah. of which, do we have time to take a ten minute rest?
3: Um, as the, the battle is raging around you, probably not uninterrupted here No, are we trying to reinforce like a specific area or are we trying to push a certain direction or are we just trying to like get here and stay put and like just defend? Um, I mean, the, it was it was very sketchy orders that you got from jell It's basically just go here and and kill swarm, uh, hold the line, as it were, uh, between the highway where evacuees are escaping and the city, which is now in, I mean, full hellscape on Suskelin mode, um, because it's not long after, I mean, you can start taking a rest uh, a little time minute break here. After you deal with this detachment of dredgers, uh, there is like a momentary lull in the battle around you as maybe other, um, Fifth uh, Battalion squads have some victories as well, but as as soon as as you catch your breath, there is an unearthly roar that emanates from within the city of Brenoa, preceded immediately by a psychic scream that pierces all of your minds. It is a feeling of just doom distilled and and focused through a primordial, otherworldly voice. One that seems to just embody death and and being like torn apart on the cellular level, just a a primal yell. And in Branoa, you see the light of dozens of explosions and flashes that throw a a shadow uh, up across the the smoke and and fog of war. shadow of uh, serpentine behemoth appendages. across the, the face of the Brnoan and Capitol building. Uh, this is followed by a massive explosion in a, a beam, a white hot beam shoots through multiple skyscrapers and all at once, several of them begin collapsing in on themselves. Once again, making giant plumes of, of black dust. Uh, and almost at the same time <laughs> as, as you witness whatever is happening in the city, uh, your comms crackle to life again. There are dozens of, of comms kind of crossed over one another coming in from all points, but you can hear one of them very clearly is the the, the voice of, of Jouda Merrick, uh, very gravelly, saying, All SDF forces around Brnoa full retreat, fall back behind the Deathamar River and regroup at Fort Gallant. There's a, a quick sound of small arms fire from a semi-auto pistol before the signal cuts out just and you guys as you begin to pull back from your position are buzzed by about 10 flying swarm vessel uh, vessels you know the the fleet Furies their their fighters and the the chittering sound of their engines kind of sound like an angry nest of, of hornets above you and in the distance you can you can just make out their they're, they're they begin strafing civilian and SDF vehicles on the road and more explosions come from highway 12, about a quarter mile away. What do you guys want to do here?
0: I mean,
4: I guess we should look it backwards. Yeah. I mean, full retreat. Yeah.
3: yeah I think, yeah, I think uh, like a fighting retreat to try to give them a, as much cover as we can, but we should, we should stick with the army.
2: And Fort Gallant is mm-hmm. where we came from. Is that right?
3: Uh No, you were in camp Cavalier. Give me a yeah. survival or, or culture check. Uh, figure out where you're going next
4: i, I kind of feel like it's that scene where uh what in uh ragnarok where debaucho looks at the big creature and it's like
3: big monster smash <laughs> <laughs> yeah just go take on whatever is um leveling yeah. right now that's probably fine
4: i'm sure it's, it's
3: probably I'll win. okay we've, we've had some ooh, have some good culture and survival checks here um you guys know that uh gallant is approximately 24 miles west of your current location and is on the opposite side of the the dathomar
1: river can we hop on a vehicle or is there some sort of like jeep or something that's around here there's gotta be someone driving something right
3: uh well it's about half hour if you want to try and trudge back to the the highway um is is that something you want to do that's that is going away from the front but uh you, you just saw a an entire uh, wing of, of Flea Furies beginning to to attack the uh, the ships in that direction, Only mm-hmm. the, the ground vehicles that you just came from.
2: Well, oh, sorry, know. maybe I misunderstood. Is that not mm-hmm. where Jal, De, Jal whatever his name is, Jal Jal, Jal, De- Jal, Jal, De- Jal De- uh, Is that not where he was telling us to go?
3: No, he's saying basically head straight west to to the river, to Fort um, Fort Gallant, and, and cross to the Deathhamar.
2: Okay, even though that's in the direction of danger, it sounds like.
3: Well, I mean, the, the city is to your like, kind of northeast right now, um, so you would be retreating away from that.
2: Okay, okay.
3: Okay, yeah, that, that sounds... I mean, I suppose that's maybe what we should do
4: is follow the orders.
0: Do we not want to attempt to rescue Demeric? Uh, if there is something up there that can defeat Demeric.
4: It will defeat us as well. He can hold his own. Let's just, we should just go. It's going, if it's over 24 miles away, it will take us a long time to get back to the fort. I mean, you did see
3: a whole bunch of soldiers um, down by the highway when you guys left, but Well, it may be that uh, uh, we should follow the orders that we've been given. Uh, If Jaldameric wished for reinforcements, he would have said so. We need to respect his command.
0: Orders are orders understood.
3: Um, so you guys start trudging away from from the battle, head, heading west. As you sound of as you march, you know the, the the sounds of battle kind of get more more and more distant, and the the sounds of the SDF ramjets, um, well, uh, diminish uh, over time, overtaken by the the angry hornet sounds. The, the explosions that you heard are uh, just overtaken by the sound of the howling wind, the crunch of snow, the ice beneath your boots, and it feels like you're out of danger, out of, like, immediate danger, uh, moving away from from the front lines, just heading kind of, like, straight due west. Um, but how, how are your characters feeling on having to uh, almost immediately retreat after, after taking up a, um, a fortip- fortified position and, you know, kind of winning a, a small skirmish?
4: not great yeah i mean it's like yeah cool we didn't die to four dredgers but we saw a space station fall out of the sky and we retreated in <laughs> seconds so yeah. yeah an orbital basically the worst sign it feels like
3: <laughs> <laughs> um you, you guys can i mean get like 30 minutes ahead or so and um if you want to take a, a break like a, a 10 minute break um you, you feel confident that you're you're pretty far away enough from from the battle um that nothing's gonna gonna mess with you mm-hmm. um but Trest uh, as you guys start to like you know you know take a knee catch your breath here you all know that the the fort is I mean almost days march away and as a trained soldier Trest is well aware uh you guys have been hiking all night already without rest and the march might just kill you before the swarm gets a chance because that is that's a death march right there all right um I'm gonna
4: I'm gonna pitch a
3: tent and uh, uh and try to get a fire going <laughs> well you're taking 10 minute rest so probably not enough time to to do that well i mean i mean if uh, i i guess i guess maybe i'm misunderstanding what you're saying mm-hmm. but if we won't make it there tonight if we're just as likely to to die as we are to make it there then we shouldn't try to make it there we should try to get a little bit of rest and try to uh, and wait for the temperatures to climb a little bit.
2: Like well, more than 10 minutes, like sleep yeah. all night kind of thing.
3: Well, it's like 8 a.m. in the morning right now. So it's not going to get uh, too, too much warmer. But you're pretty sure if you were to fall asleep right now, uh, I mean, someone would find you. <laughs> you're not that far away from the battle. And if the, the enemy advances, uh, you, would, you would be overrun. There'd be more oh. swarm here. Right now, so you we, feel like you might have like twenty minutes on them, maybe. But that's that's about as much time as you've uh, you've passed. So should we
1: try to get to the highway or barracks? Highways, or the highway's
4: way behind us now. There's no reason to. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. yeah. I think we just uh, then. I guess we just push on. Yeah, I, I think we just literally march until we until feel, we all die. You know, well, no, until we obviously there's a point before death. So like when mm-hmm. once we're feeling the effects of the march, then we can like find a place to hide. I can try to, um, Devacho can try to use his burrow ability to maybe, you know, dig us a foxhole for each of us that we can then sleep in so that they can't just see us camping out in the open, that kind of thing.
3: Um, so let me, let me put it uh, another way in the rules of the game here um, before even Xenia, if you want to decide if you want to use that RP or not, um, the forced march rules are going to be currently in effect. And that is a fortitude check for every hour that you're marching um as you know you just tire yourself out with nonstop movement um the, the dc for this first hour is going to be 10 uh, dc 10 fortitude save uh every hour subsequent after that it goes up to so it's 24 hours well no 24, 24 miles. miles away that's depending on how fast you're moving like 8 hours yeah um in every hour that you fail one of these saves you take a D6 of non-lethal damage. Oh my gosh. Right. So, uh, Rebecca, with that in mind, do you do you want to burn that RP now or do you want to see how you do with some marching?
2: I feel like I probably should because I'm out of SP.
3: Okay. That's completely up to you. Let's go ahead and this is RP number two of the campaign so far, I believe. For me? Uh, no, for the party. I believe. Oh,
2: I was going to say, this is the first one.
3: Devo, <laughs> <Devo> show used <laughs> one last week uh, for some reason. I don't really want why.
4: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't important. I think it was um, a
3: celebrity. All right, so as you guys continue on your march, uh, about a half hour lady- later, uh, it's it's time for a fortitude check, everyone. Let's let's make this first one. Well, I'm not hyped about this. Yeah, I, not- I wouldn't be either. Not stoked. Well, Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh, hey. Uh, looks like uh, all passes uh, except no. for Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 1d6, non lethal damage coming at you here. Three points, right? Not awful. <laughs> uh, but I should say if you take non lethal damage from Force March, you are fatigued until that damage is healed. Cool. And just another fun factoid about Force March, one of the most fun rules in all of Starfinder. If you take damage again without uh, getting rid of that fatigue, you become exhausted. Cool. Another fun condition that we don't really get to play around with too often. Hmm. Star- and getting rid of fatigued, uh, well, would that just... be by healing that damage? So, you I mean, there's different ways to, like, get rid of conditions in Starfinder, but um, the... I mean, the way that anyone can do it is by getting rid of the damage. Alrighty. And, but that's, that's to your SP, right? That is right right now is SP. Yeah.
0: I feel like we should keep moving a little more.
3: So did he technically take damage? Yep. Took three points right now. Yeah. Okay.
0: We should just keep going. I mean, it,
3: I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing else to do.
0: Well, the, the, I mean, an important question: if, if if the exhaust is the does the exhaustion operate off of the same just heal the damage to get rid of the condition?
3: No, exhaustion. You have to rest overnight. So once you get there, I mean, healing it's not going to do anything. And Exhausted, you basically move half your speed, so that's also yep. going to slow you guys down. I think right now, Trest has the lowest movement speed, if if I'm mistaken. Are, are you at 25? So, yeah, 25.
2: Xenia technically has 20 land speed, but 30 fly speed, so I assume that she's just flying.
3: Uh, that's fine. Um, we're, we're just going to use the 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 march rules for flying which i imagine might be as strenuous <laughs> as yeah. uh, as marching along um but yeah you probably don't want to hit down to the ground because if you're uh, that that would make you the slowest person and basically mm-hmm. you guys can't your your group's speed is kind of the the least among you speed cool um great so do do you um do you want to burn another rp now devasho or do you want to um think you can can hit that yeah, fortitude I'll, save later.
4: No, nah, I'll, I'll yeah, Devasha will, DeVosha will like pull up and put up the universal finger for waiting and catch his breath for 10 minutes using a resolve point. Alrighty, number two
3: of the campaign just That's, for well, three. Number two for me. Number Holy, three. I'll- I mean,
4: yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of thinking, I mean, I do not want to be exhausted
3: and right. No, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to think through like how we might be able to deal with this better. Because um, I mean, we're we're gonna run out of RP really quickly if we keep doing that. Uh, yeah. But you know, because you can't heal SP damage. Correct. So like, is there a? I mean, is there a way we can prevent that? We can I like could to, pre- to prevent it take? Could you
4: choose to take HP damage and then just heal that? I no. don't think no, no. Yeah. I I, mean- I think it's just go i mean if we can go literally until we're all exhausted and then
3: stop and rest i mean we'll talk more about the the force march rules and and read up on them because like i said you are now about an eighth of the way to to this river yeah so still still got a a ways to go and well right now no one no one's got any sp well i I guess i should say xenia you you did heal up so everyone's sp is like almost topped up at the moment Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yes okay
2: yeah
3: uh, so we'll, we'll get back to the, the march, but as you guys, um, about you know, an hour and a half or so into your, your slog, um, you stumble across fresh tracks in the snow. Uh, you don't even need a survival check to tell that there's, there's humanoid tracks and dozens of swarm dredger, kind of like little claw marks. And all of a sudden, as you follow this trail, you begin to see... The the small swarm component components the uh, the body is just kind of like laying mangled in this path and a little further through the fog of war you see the the outline of a large figure that of the vesk major Jaldamarek. All
4: alive and standing up, I take it.
3: Uh, yeah. You know, as you stumble to him, you know, he looks a little off balance, and you can tell he's trying to dislodge his doshko from the thorax of one of these dredgers, using the foot for leverage, and the thing is still twitching underneath him as he like, crushes it under his boot. Uh, as he turns to to greet you, at first there's a clawed hand. He's ready to attack, but as he sees you are friendlies, that claw turns into a short wave, and you can see very easily his, uh, his armor below his chest is... It's, well, it's been opened like a tin can, and his torso has taken what appears to be a mortal wound. There are strands of purple innards kind of hanging limply out of a uh, a, a large uh, kind of gaping gaping wound here. Uh, with a grimace, John Amara kind of straps that doshko on his back and, and says through pained breaths, Soldiers, you all fall back, and I'll provide covering fire. He checks the pistol, uh, looks at the clip, and puts it back in. Uh, I aim to break two hundred confirmed kills before I die. <laughs> uh, can I give him some magical healing before before we go? Yeah, you know, he's pretty steely-eyed as you you come up to him as your your hands start kind of glowing the same way it did when you you healed up Devasho.
4: So I'll just do it quick. We'll do it quick.
3: You're trying to use a spell on him? Yeah, we'll we'll spell it up. All right. Well, he. Gruffly grabs your hand <laughs> as you try to touch him. You remember the quickness with which uh, he looked like he was about to attack you in his tent and uh, kind of looks down at you, just shaking his head and says, That won't be necessary. I, I got me swarmed to kill. You're going to need that later for yourself. Begins chuckling to himself before saying, <laughs> You're a well-trained soldier. You're going to make the SDF proud. I was wrong about you. He takes a, a medallion off of his armor where it's like almost like magically sealed to it. And you hear it pop off and he pins it to to your chest, uh, Trest. You got to keep them safe. They're your responsibility now. I'm giving you a field commission, a squadron leader. Aye, aye, Major. <laughs> Midnight Squad, you get across that river before they drop them bridges and I'll see you on the other side. You got hey, boneyard, Captain. Yeah. You... In Major, dang, dang it. it. <laughs> Captain Major. Captain Major. He gives you guys like a, a, a head shake or two each. And, you know, he, he watches you walk away uh, before he uh, unsheathes that Doshiko again. You see this hulking form of a, a Vesk warrior stepping away into this dust cloud uh, back towards the enemy. And he breaks out in a of the Scarium battle song, full volume, uh, drawing perhaps chittering attention from the swarm. Sounds a little something like this. Corum Vescarium, Antares Maltakin, Antares Dronmanin. Corum, Corum, Corum Totanus Vescarium. Does anyone speak Vesk? I guess Veska's one of
0: mine. The one oh, time, boy. The one time I don't have any languages <laughs> to choose.
4: Yeah, I don't think that's how languages work. Oh, I've got that because I saved an open <laughs> spot for it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how Raimi worked for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, Raimi had like 40 languages, so. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Intelligence-based uh, characters. Uh, yeah, no, if uh, if you perhaps look it up later or if you've, uh, you've heard maybe this song uh, before... You know, it's you know, into battle for the Vesk until the end of time, until death is mine. To battle, to battle, and never surrender Viscarium. The last you guys hear of Gialde Mark is several gunshots in the distance, maybe the crunching sound of, of swarm Chitin and uh, and then silence. The howling wind is, is the only thing you hear before you and behind you. Take a take a look at that medallion now that you've uh, you've pieced out here. That will be a... a Profession uh, soldier, maybe? Mysticism. I'll allow it (laughs) to to figure out what this thing is. Uh, If anyone else has a skill check, this is indeed uh, a magical item. Hmm.
2: You said engineering will work?
3: Um, I believe it's hybrid. Let me double check. I, I only made this up, so... Is it mm-hmm. Engineering and what? Yeah, let me
4: do. Mysticism
3: is the other. I guess I should probably look in the, oh. the book. I don't, for what
2: it's I, worth, my profession and soldier would be the same. Either way, it's a seventeen.
1: I don't remember what this. Thing is. You also uh, lost an opportunity to have uh, toss a coin to your lizard. <laughs> oh boy!
0: That reference will be dated by the time this episode comes out. No, it won't. Nope. ding dong.
4: Man, I could go for a ding dong. Okay, too. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, well- what we got on a mysticism check? Let's start with there. Is this, uh, a, this is indeed a magical item. It's an 11. Okay, now, did, well, does anybody have anything better than that? Does anybody else have mysticism? Well,
2: like I say, if, if Profession Soldier works, then it would be a 17 for Xenia.
3: Yeah, let's let's take that. I mean, you might not know exactly what it does, but you have heard of a glory medallion. And Tress, you can, you can tell at the very least that it is magical in, in some way. Yeah, I can that. detect magic on it, I guess. But <laughs> uh, you, you can, uh, from from what Zinnia tells you, tell that this is a, a once per day as a reaction. Um, once you kill an opponent, reduce it to zero hit points, you can take a immediate additional move action.
4: It's well, pretty good.
3: It's kind of like reversed haste, I guess. Um, as, as you're turning it over maybe showing it to to Xenia as you walk uh, you can see that there's there's a small inscription on the the back of it uh is it in Vesk? uh it is not it, it's in in regular packed common here do you wanna do you want to read it off I do I do uh, it reads to be continued oh. Oh.
0: Oh. who didn't see that coming. <laughs>
3: Once more.
4: <laughs> That's Who didn't saying. see that the cool NPC that gets introduced to you at the start of the book one of an AP gets murdered?
0: <laughs> no. no I, mean, I mean, that the inscription was going to be too big continued. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's a, no, I did a not that trademark.
3: Yeah, I, I've done that once or twice here, I believe. <laughs> uh, something written there. Hey, you guys survived for now. Yeah, I don't know about all this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of this either. Oh boy. Yeah. Howdy. Uh, do you remember when I said this is probably the hardest, like, level one you'll ever have <laughs> during a Starfinder 80? Yeah. I can oh. believe it. Yeah, we're gonna get there next week. <laughs> Okay, so, so. I mean
2: already I feel like the just the atmosphere is so chaotic and like I don't even <laughs> oh, yeah. know I mean the scientist's mind is is struggling to know what her next steps need to be besides just following orders blindly.
3: So the wait atmosphere. a minute. So does so I'm trying to figure out what the uh what the DC of this fortitude check would get up to. Am I mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it going to be 24 by the time we get the <laughs> if we don't take a rest yeah i was about to say if you don't slow down at all if you if you slow down you're gonna make make more than than uh than eight checks i believe Uh, i
4: mean it's just up to us and just how fast you go or you don't go so
3: well right yeah but like uh, we'll talk about it later Oh, yeah. Next week, we're going to start with some fun forced march rules. Hey, you're already an hour into it. You guys are doing fine. But, uh, yeah, just yeah, don't no more to go. Don't lag behind. Um, we will get to that um, next week on the podcast. Uh, guys, thanks so much for playing with me.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. As
3: always. All right. And then listeners, thanks for supplying these mooks with a couple crits this week. Uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good yeah. you all right?
2: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.